Welcome to Parenting Your Sensitive Child. Parenting a highly sensitive child can feel overwhelming, and all the parenting books in the world can only get you so far if your head and your heart are out of alignment with your child's. I'm your host, Julia McGarry. Let's create a new parenting paradigm. Hey y'all, I want to share with you a little bit today about rules, rules of parenting. Now, this started out as an email, so if you're on my email list, it may sound a little bit familiar to you. And if you're not on my email list, you can get on my email list by going to my website and clicking on resources. Okay, so you go to partneredpath.com, click resources, and you can choose any of the free downloads that I have available and get on my email list. I send lots of great stuff there. Okay, so rules. There's really something alluring about having rules to guide you. And if you know the rules, it seems like all you have to do is follow them, right? So when things feel chaotic, It might seem like you just haven't found the right set of rules yet, the right set of guidelines to help you through. You might want somebody to tell you step by step what to do and that this is the right way. And I do think there are some rules for parenting, but they're a lot less prescriptive and a lot simpler than we've been led to believe. I also don't think there's one right way of parenting. So these rules that I'm going to share with you are not so much about what to do and what not to do to get your child to do the thing you want them to do, right? It's not like, okay, the rule is if they do this, then you put them in timeout. It's not that prescriptive. It's more... These are more guidelines for you and the way you're approaching things and the way you're prioritizing your response, your actions, and what you're doing for yourself. They're pretty simple, and I want to share them with you here because I believe that this is something you should have access to no matter what, that this is something you should be able to listen to, and start to put into practice on your own. The catch is, they're not always easy to put into practice on your own. So if you hear this, you feel like these are really useful guidelines for you, but you have trouble implementing them, that's when you want to reach out and get some support. Okay? This is what I coach my clients on all the time. Are you ready? Rule number one is tend and attend to yourself first. So if you want to change the tone and the quality of your relationships within your family, you have to start with yourself. You have to set down the idea that tending to yourself is selfish and that you should be prioritizing everybody else above you, putting everybody else's needs above your own needs. That's something that we're often conditioned to do, right? Set that down and put yourself first. Put 
tending to yourself and attending to yourself first. You are the only one you have any control over in reality. So it's really important that you start to attend to yourself, to pay attention so you can understand your own needs and how to communicate them. You can understand your reactions, your emotions, your expectations, your values. If you've been trying to get your child's behavior to change, it's time to pause and ask yourself what you can change right now. Start looking to yourself for answers and start asking what you could do differently and what unmet needs you have. I want to be super clear, this is not about blaming or judging yourself. It's about paying attention, attending to what's going on internally, what you need, and then tending to those needs so that you are fully resourced when you enter into conversations with your child, when you enter into challenging moments or they need you to help regulate they need you to co-regulate with them you have to be in a space where you're able to do that and in order to be in that space you have to be resourced you have to have already put on your oxygen mask so to speak so you've just got to get really curious and Pay attention to what's driving you, what's driving your reactions, and be willing to adapt. All right, that's rule number one. Tend and attend to yourself first. Rule number two, get comfortable, get cozy with your emotions. Be willing to feel it all, good and bad. You want to get curious about how your emotions land in your body And learn to talk about them without making them someone else's responsibility, without making it about your sister made you angry or your child is frustrating you. You feel frustrated. You're feeling angry. Start to own your own emotions and then start to look closely and understand where they live in your body. So many adults were never taught how to take responsibility for and process their own emotions. Without being taught, you have to figure it out on your own. You have to figure it out as a child. When you're having big emotions, you have to figure out how to cope with them. And so a lot of adults have come up with their own strategies They came up with them when they were children, right? And they've carried them with them into adulthood. If this is you, the challenge is now unlearning those strategies and figuring out how to read your emotions, how to be with them, how to process them so that you can navigate your own triggers and teach your kids how to do it too. Okay, and this is one of those areas where we can feel really unsafe if it was unsafe for us as children to have big emotions then we've probably lost contact with those emotions and so this might be a gradual process i'm not saying you have to go all in 
and feel everything right out of the gate. That may be way too much. It may feel unsafe. It may cause you to retreat even farther. We want to focus on where you do feel safe. So it may be just practicing connecting to your body in moments when you're not feeling a really big emotion and just starting to build awareness around your body and what's happening in your body, where you hold tension, where things, I just, I always just come back to tension, but um, where it feels heavy, what does your body feel like? Can you find connections with the earth beneath you? Can you find your connection to the chair you're sitting in? Start where you feel safe. And then from there, begin to expand, begin to get more comfortable in your body when you're feeling emotions. This is definitely a skill and it takes time to build it, but I'm including it here because I think that it is a really good guiding principle, a rule to have for yourself, an intention that you carry into your parenting getting comfortable with your emotions, getting cozy with them, and learning to allow all of them, good and bad, without disconnecting or we'll call it buffering, um, finding some other activity to distract yourself from feeling the emotions. All right. Rule number three, listen. Listen more than you talk. Your kids don't need a lecture. No matter how much your brain tells you they do, I promise your kids do not need a lecture. They don't need you to tell them what to do or that you know best. We tend to use way too many words when we're talking to our kids to over-explain things. And really what they need is for us to listen actively. Ask questions, listen, ask more questions, and then reflect back what you hear. This is such an important skill, and yet we hear so much about teachable moments that it's easy to jump into explanations. We see the moment, we see the opportunity, and we want to jump in and tell them what they could do differently or show them how to do something or teach them this valuable life lesson. And what happens More often than not, when we do that, instead of just pausing, stepping back and taking in the situation, when we jump in to explain, they end up tuning out out anyway. When you prioritize listening, you give your child space to show you just how well they can make connections and find solutions for themselves. When you prioritize listening, you gain a better understanding of who your child is and how they connect to the world. And you strengthen the connection they already have with you. When you don't prioritize listening, a lot of times it's because there's an assumption that we know our children, we know them and we know what's best for them, right? But if you can step back from that, that assumption that you know your child, and just listen, you might be surprised at what you learn. And 
I'm not arguing that you don't know your child. (laughs) Um, I do believe that you know your child. But I think if you prioritize listening in this way, you're going to learn even more about them. You're going to know them even better and have such an increase in the depth of your relationship and your connection. It's really, really powerful. And if you can prioritize listening, then the next rule, the next guideline is you want to team up with your child. Once you know where they're coming from and you're approaching the situation fully resourced, working with your emotions instead of against them, you create the perfect space for collaboration. Your child is a capable problem solver and it's your job to figure out how to access that skill. When you do figure out how to access their problem solving, you'll find that your child is much more invested in the solution and you'll even notice a decrease in power struggles. So if they're helping you figure out the solution, they're going to care about it more and you're not going to be fighting each other on what to do. Plus, you'll both gain confidence in their ability to find solutions out in the world without your help. So you're fostering independence through this collaboration with them. It may seem like more work for you right now, but you're really helping them build skills that will serve them for life. All right, that's rule number four. The fifth rule, the final rule, is take full responsibility for your reactions. We all get triggered and we all lose our cool sometimes. This rule exists to remind you to take responsibility for your reactions when they come. Your child isn't making you angry. You're angry because you don't feel heard or you don't feel listened to. Take full responsibility and It'll take a burden off your child. They won't feel as defensive as when you're not taking responsibility for your reactions. If you're saying that they made you mad, they're going to be more defensive than if you're saying, oh, hold on a second. I'm feeling really angry right now, and I think it's because I feel like nobody's paying attention to me. It's a a huge difference. And it works in relationships across the board, by the way. So just this idea of taking full responsibility for your reactions, for your part in a conflict, everything you can own, own it. Right? If you adopt these rules, it really is a game changer. And it's not that you know exactly what to do in every situation or you have the perfect words lined up right it's not about that it's about how you're showing up like who you're showing up as the type of person that you're being in the interactions that you have with your child and when you do adopt these rules you'll notice other pieces just start to fall into place 
You might find screen time solutions that work for your family, or you might build a better bedtime routine. Getting ready for school gets easier, and you feel better about how you're setting your child up for the future, even if you're not assigning them a list of chores. The catch is, like I said at the beginning, these rules put the emphasis on you and who you're being. And it's one thing to know them and have them in mind, and it's another to implement. These rules require more unlearning on your part. They may seem simple, but they require that you do the work to change instead of just trying to change your child. This kind of work is so much easier, so much more efficient when you have a guide on the journey with you, and that is what I do for my clients. I can help you understand and attend to your own needs better, get more comfortable with your emotions and processing them, and reroute your active patterns. Your <laughs> Reroute your reactive patterns, Okay. Our work together starts with a consultation. It's a one-hour call. It's totally free. And in that hour, we explore what's going on for you, what it would look like to work together, like how we get you from where you are right now to where you want to be, and whether or not coaching together is part of that process to get you there. Scheduling is easy. Just go to my website and click on coaching, partneredpath.com, click on coaching, and I'll talk to you soon. Do you feel like you're parenting 24-7 and you're still not sure your child is getting what they need? Are you ready to stop parenting reactively and start living in partnership with your sensitive child? Are you ready to reclaim time for yourself and time for your dreams? then you're going to want to explore coaching with me. I help my clients tune out all the noise, better understand their kids, build a parenting strategy that meets their family's specific needs, and do the mindset work necessary to implement that strategy consistently without sacrificing themselves in the process. To get started, just head over to partnerpath.com, click on coaching, and get your free consultation set up. Let's get to know each other.